Well, welcome everybody. What a delight it is to have you here today. And uh, this is our group launch Sunday. And after the service, as has been stated, you will be able to go up and go to the back and in the foyer and sign uh, up for some groups of your choice. And this morning, I want to speak about just that fact, about groups. And there's three components of my message today. And those components are all related to groups. And that is relationships, service, and of course, the community in one's group. You know, Christianity is a personal experience with Jesus Christ. And you know and I know that Jesus changes lives. Jesus changed this guy's life. And I am so grateful that he did. It is through a relationship with a person that impacts you. The relationship of the person you, you know impacts your life. And I was able at the age of 17 to come to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, which so impacted my life. And by the way, my life needed to be impacted at that stage. It so impacted my life that I changed. God changed not only me, but changed the direction in my life. So Jesus changes people. You know this because Jesus has changed many of you. And if you're visiting us today and you don't know Jesus and you haven't got a personal relationship with Jesus yet, you too can have a personal relationship with Jesus. It is His presence, the presence of the Holy Spirit within us, that has the power to make a dramatic difference in our lives. Amen? The power of God's Holy Spirit dramatically impacts our lives. Many of us felt a deep acceptance by God, where once we sensed only judgment and condemnation. The judgment and the condemnation goes when you come into a relationship with Jesus and with Jesus' people. Jesus' people, by the way, are the church. The church, of course, is not the brick building. The church are the people of God. So when you find your people, the people of God, God helps you change. He gets rid of judgment and he gets rid of condemnation. God is in the business of changing lives and circumstances through him. And he invites us to join him in the work of change. Aren't you glad that you've changed Brit, I'm so glad that I have changed. You know, if I hadn't have changed, I don't think you would have liked me very much. Shannon, Jesus changes us because he loves us. He's committed to us, Nathan. That's why his hand and anointing is upon us. 
It is the way Jesus operates. Jerry, Jesus never leaves us nor forsakes us. Why? Because he has a relationship with us and we have a relationship with him. Jesus transforms our lives. For some, meeting Jesus was stepping out of darkness into light. And all of a sudden, you see a new day, new opportunities, new horizons in your life because Jesus has taken you out of that dark place and into the light. For others, it was being set free from bondage. It was amazing the, the set of songs we, we worship the Lord today were all part and parcel of the introduction of my message. Because when you know Jesus, Jesus sets you free from the bondage of sin and death. That's spiritual. And Jesus, right now, even as you're sitting there, if you're battling with anything in your life and you need a touch from God and release from those chains that are holding you back, you can ask Jesus to do it. Gary, Jesus is more than able to help us in any given situation. Less as you step out in faith, you know that God will meet your needs. Tom, you remember as God touched your life through an alpha course, how you took that message of faith and you stepped forward and God released you from your bondages, from the sin. And now look today what God has done for you, Tom. You have a beautiful wife and wow, do you have beautiful daughters. Do you see what God can do when he sets you free from a life of sin and death and you step into the light and and God opens up a new way for us. Oh, it's a wonderful thing. Amen. You can clap. It's okay. It's beautiful. I will never, I will never stop giving God glory. I'll never stop testifying to the fact that salvation belongs to the Lord. And salvation is a free gift to each and every one of us. And if you'll only receive it, God will do great things through your life. For still others, it's broken relationships that are mended and restored. You wouldn't believe it, but you think, my God, my God, how are you going to do this? All oh, these broken relationships of pain and suffering, but God mends and restores us, including our relationship with God himself. For some, it was a sense of being spiritually cleansed from immoral purity. Listen, impurity, I should say. Immoral impurity is gone now because you've received Christ into your life and He is now helping you walk through it. We even have groups to help you do that. It's a wonderful thing when you come to Jesus, you come into the kingdom of God, into His family, even here at Horizon, God does great things. And for others, it's a sense of being set apart for a holy and a divine purpose. So today, you are created to serve God. 
I want to remind you today that the Word of God tells us God created you for a life of good works, of good deeds, which He has already prepared for us to do. In other words, God has, Ramon, God has a destiny for you. And you, and you, and you. What does that mean? That means that God, Megs, God had something in mind just for you. And as you submit your life to Jesus, as you belong to his family, and the Holy Spirit of God speaks to your heart, all of a sudden, the revelation of God comes to you, opens up your mind, and you see what God had in mind for you. It's an amazing thing. These good deeds and uh, good deeds are how you serve God. It's part of your service. So today, as you go and you sign up for groups, it's serving Jesus that way. That's the way we do it. And whenever we serve others in any way, did you know that you're actually serving God? You're actually serving God when you're serving others because that's the way Jesus operates. You're actually serving God and fulfilling your purpose in the Lord. God is desiring to shape you in the way he has already ordained it to be. Will you allow God to shape you? Do you know, every single one of us have opportunities in God. But will you step out in faith and allow God to shape you? The second thing I want you to know is you were saved to serve God. In other words, to find your purpose. It is He who saved us and chose us for His work. Not because we deserve it, but because that was his plan. That's what the Bible tells us. What God told Jeremiah is also true for you. One of my favorite verses, before you were born, I set you apart for a special work for you to do. You see, God redeemed you so you could do his work. And his work is doing what he asks you to do wherever you are planted. You are not saved by service, but you are saved for service and service in the kingdom of God. Did you know here at Horizon Church, we're part of God's kingdom. And in God's kingdom, you have a place, you have a purpose. You have a role, and you have a function to fulfill. Maybe you didn't know that. But actually, in the kingdom of God, where you are planted, which happens to be in the horizon family, you have a place, you have a purpose, you have a role, and you have a function to fulfill. And what this does, it gives your life tremendous significance and value because you know exactly what you're called to do and be. Thirdly, you need to discover your design. The Bible reminds us that God paid a great price for you. You see, God took his mission very seriously. 
And God paid a great price for people like you and me. So use what God has given you wisely. And use your body to honor God, Paul says to the Corinthians. We don't serve God out of guilt. Do you know, after all these years, I don't serve God out of guilt. I don't serve God out of fear. I don't even serve God out of duty. But I serve God out of joy and a deep gratitude for what He has done for me. And what He has done for me, He can do for you. So I have a deep gratitude to Jesus who changed this man's life, set him on a path not to destruction, but a path to life. It's a wonderful path to be on. So whilst you're in horizon, that's why we say to you, we say find your purpose, find your people, find His power, and move into it because God has a place for you. You know, through salvation, this is so precious, that through salvation our past has been forgiven, our present has given meaning, and our future is secured. We thank God that every day when we're in Christ, we say, Jesus, thank you for forgiving my many sins. Thank you that you've cleansed and washed me. Thank you, Jesus, that right now in the present, there is meaning and significance in my life, and you have a secured future for me. In light of these wonderful benefits, it's interesting that Paul, the apostle, concludes, because of God's great mercy, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to His service. Offer your gifts to God. Offer your talents to God. Offer your skill sets to God. And God will use you in a wonderful and marvelous way. You know, the Apostle John, he taught that our loving service, he, you know, he, he taught that our loving service to others shows that we are truly saved. How do you treat other people is very important. Because from the heart of God within you, it's important to show His love to others. And it's quite startling that John says, our love for one another proves that we have gone from death to life. You know, isn't it amazing how God helps you love the unlovely? Not just the beautiful people, but God gives you an abundant, outflowing love for everyone. That's the way God changes our lives. Now, if you have no love for others, no desire to serve others, and only concerned with your own needs, it's interesting the Bible gives us a hint that really I should question whether I know Christ or not. 
Because you see, the outworkings of salvation and serving God is in the fruit of the Spirit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, faith, self-control. All of these things are evident in our lives and touch others as we move forward in this life. If you are a Christian, you are a minister of life. You are a servant of God. Give life to people. Just recently, I've met a number of people who are so, they're so full of fear, number one. They're so scared of what tomorrow's going to bring. And you know, the wonderful thing about us is that we can say to people that, you know what, God, I believe, will take care of us. God, Mark, God will take care of us. He will indeed. So you are a minister of life and God's Word. Do you remember when Peter's mother-in-law was healed by Jesus? She did something instantly. And that was that she stood up and she began to serve Jesus using her new gift of health. God has given each and every one of us a gift to use because God is on the throne. You know, we are blessed to be a blessing. We are blessed to help others. We are saved to serve and not just sit around and wait for heaven. I remember, you know, for a long, long time, I don't know if you have, have you ever wondered why God doesn't just immediately take us to heaven when we make our peace with God? So many people say, oh, you know, I wish I could go to heaven. I say, hey, 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 hold on a second. Your time's not up yet. But, you know, a lot of us think, you know, I've made my peace with God. Why do I have to struggle and go through pain and heartache in this world? Well, I'll tell you why. Because God leaves us here to fulfill His purposes that He has for you to work out. He has a purpose for you to do His good work for you to touch other people's lives. And that day will come probably sooner than you think because it doesn't matter how old you are. And I'm 64 now and I can't believe it. It just seemed like I was 17 the other day. But before you know it, you'll be 64. All I remember about uh, 64 was the Beatles song is when I'm 64. And some of you know that song. That's good. That's good. I'm in good company here. So, so you know, 64 comes very, very quickly. I'm not anxious about my age. I'm not anxious about where I'm at in life because my life is in the hands of God. You could be very young and be anxious about where you're at, be anxious about your life. Luke and Christy, we don't have to be anxious. We can trust in the Lord. Johnny, that's what we do. We're Christians. We trust in Jesus. We trust in Jesus. I know hard times come. We all have to walk through hard times. You know, I was in the ministry not even three years. I had such a hard time, I nearly quit. I know that's a terrible thing to tell you, 
because I'm a pastor. But how many of you know that pastors are human too? And it wasn't the third, that's right. I mean, we are imperfect beings, and I got hit and lambasted and clobbered and you name it so much that after three years, I was ready to throw in the towel. Do you know who kept me from throwing in the towel? The body of Christ, the people of God, the congregation of the Lord. They were the ones that said, came to me. You see, I would never be where I am. Cherith and I, and my precious family, our children, Daniel, Michelle, and Kirsty, we would never be where we are today without the body of Christ, without you, because you help me. You encourage me. You give me strength to go on. Do you know how much an encouraging word does to a person? A pat on the back. On the back, I can't pat myself on the back. A pat on the back. A word of encouragement. Maybe surprising them in the Timmy's line or even the Starbucks line. I mean, it's a wonderful thing for us to do. So God uses the body of Christ. He truly, truly does. God is using you. Wow, time's moving on. You see, your call to salvation included, includes your call to serving. I love to serve. You know, sometimes I feel, oh man, I've got to do this. But when I'm doing it, you know what? It's a wonderful thing. The hardest thing is to take the first step, right? Oh man, I don't know if I, you make a decision, you say, oh man, I don't know if I want to do it. Take the first step. And when you're doing it, guess what? You're loving it. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing to do. Peter adds, you were chosen to tell about the excellent qualities of God who called you. You have been chosen to tell about the excellent qualities of God who called you. And one reason why we need to be connected to a church family is to fulfill our calling and to serve other believers in practical ways. It's a wonderful thing to help people. We have shut-ins, people that are ill and they cannot even leave their home. It's a wonderful thing to go and visit them. We have people that can't climb ladders and clean out their gutters. It's a wonderful thing to go and help them do that. We have so many things that we can do as a body. You know, the Bible says all of you together are Christ's body, and each one of you has a separate and necessary part to play. Your service is desperately needed right here in Horizon Church, right here in this body. There's no small service to God. It all matters. Can you imagine if everyone said, huh, I'm not going to make coffee? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> oh, my goodness, we need coffee to function, <laughs> don't we? 
Yeah, but of course there's people that love to make coffee and maybe you would like to help make coffee. Do you see what I mean? Nothing is too small. Coffee is what keeps us going. I'll never forget when I first came to Canada from Zimbabwe. I couldn't believe everyone had one hand on the steering wheel and one hand with a cup of coffee driving to work. Now what do I do? And I said, oh man, that's terrible. Look at this. That's dangerous. Now what do I do? <laughs> coffee from Starbucks. Oh, and Tim Hortons. <laughs> Each one of us have a part to play. But you know what? Honestly, sincerely, you know, Pastor Craig was telling us at our team night, do you know that we've grown 30% in the last two years? Did you know that the teams are stretched? Do you know that the teams are stretched? Pastor Craig, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but we need your help. We need you to go through a grow track. We need you to find your purpose, find your people, and find his power, and sign up to help us because we're stretched. Because why? Because God's moving in such a beautiful way. I mean, we had 12, 12 people baptized a couple of Sundays ago. Before that, at the end of the youth camp, we had nine young people baptized in water. I think we've had about 12, I don't know how many salvations just in the month of September. It's a wonderful thing that God's doing. So please, at Horizon, we do need your help. We are stretched. We need reinforcements of the troops for a good thing, not a bad thing. So serving is the opposite to natural inclination. Naturally, we say, oh, you know, someone else will do it. You know, someone else will do it. No, no, no. You can do it. And we can, if you don't know how, we can teach you how to do it. At the end of your life on earth, my friend, we will all stand before God, and He's going to evaluate how well you have, how well you have served others with your life. The Bible actually says each one of us, and I stand in trepidation, <laughs> I, each one of us will have to give a personal account to God. Oh, my, my, my. I want to just mention this as we come to a close on the group side, and that is this, that did you know that loneliness is a choice? Loneliness is a choice. Solitude is a gift from God. It's God's gift. Solitude is restorative, it's transformative, and it's powerful. But isolation is just the opposite. When I isolate myself, do you know what happens? I lose touch with reality. I cut myself off from relationships that give life-giving flow. And I expose myself to risks that would never happen if I was in authentic community. Isolation is not good. We need to learn to isolate isolation. Isolation is not a gift from God at all. It's actually a tool of the enemy. Have you ever noticed when things go wrong, what do you do? You withdraw and you isolate yourself. Don't do that. Move forward and integrate into the family and share with people what's going on in your life and they will stand with you together. 
So solitude is a gift from God. Isolation is a tool of the enemy. And as much as I decide to be lonely, I will be. Hello, are you still there? Oh yeah, that's true. Come on now, don't shout me down. But I don't need to be lonely. You're as lonely as you decide to be. And finally today, we have groups. What do groups do? Groups bring community. Why? Groups have one simple purpose, to bring people together. Meaningful relationships can be hard to find. Let's be honest. But groups exist to make life-changing relationships relevant and accessible to you. You see, at Horizon here, as we grow larger, to re- we, want, we want to grow larger because we want to reach as many people as we possibly can with the message of Jesus. But at the same time, we gather in groups to build community and to care for people. So today, we base our group model on the early church as described in the, Bi- in the Bible in the book of Acts. In Acts, we can read about the tremendous growth that happened in the first century church of Jerusalem, where small group meetings and homes helped lay the foundation. Do you know that small groups will lay the foundation in your life? Because groups offer this. They're a place to connect. Oh, and the scriptures tell us, yes, day after day in the temple courts, And from house to house, they never stop teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. Groups will help you. Because groups, there's a, there's, you have a place to connect. We were not made to do life alone. God created us for community. And groups provide a place to connect with others, to share life, and to walk together in faith. Secondly, a place to protect. It is through life together that our problems become smaller. Did you hear what I said? As we walk together, our problems become smaller, and God uses others to bring support and encouragement into our lives. And thirdly and finally, a place to grow. A place to grow. We believe every person is created with God-given potential to make a difference in this world, in your world where you operate. Groups are a place you can grow with others to become more like Jesus and reach your potential that God has placed inside of you. So today, There's many different kinds of groups. But all the groups you will find, there's a spiritual component to every group. And we do groups because we love people. We love God and we love people. Would you just bow your heads in a moment of prayer, please? Father in heaven, thank you that today's service is again different, which is wonderful. And I ask, Lord, today that if there's anyone here that says, you know, Mike, I I don't know the peace and the security and the love that you're talking about. I've never received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Well, you can today. 
We're not going to make you stand up and come to the front or anything like that. But if you, if you want to receive Jesus and pray a prayer of forgiveness, I want you just to raise your hand here on my left, on your right. Is there any hand? Just put your hand up while every eye is closed. Right across the congregation, is there anyone today? Say, Mike, you know what? Just like I did many, many years ago as a 17-year-old, I received Jesus. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word today. We ask, Lord, now as we go forward in faith, we thank you for the community of God. We thank you for what you're doing in Horizon and Horizon family. And we ask now, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would just move us and guide us and we'd make a decision to belong. That we would find our people, find our purpose, find our people, and find his power. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. Amen.